think if there's any cracks and then you bring in a child or any sort of stress, especially a child that doesn't sleep, that is really going to open up those cracks. Yeah. And sometimes that life doesn't involve the person that once meant so much to you. Going out a lot, just anything that would be a distraction. Yeah. Anything that would, uh, I suppose, stop me from feeling lonely, like a failure where people just stay together for the kids. But deep down, your kids are gonna like, I don't know, watch your relationship and then mirror them later on. So if they see a shit relationship. Welcome to a special episode of the Fit Parent Playbook. We're shaking things up a bit and diving into a topic that's deeply personal for myself and often unspoken about. In this episode, we're gonna have a candid conversation about a life altering journey many of us unfortunately face at some point divorce. We're going to explore the challenges, the process involved, and most importantly, the incredible story of resilience and bouncing back. So get ready and join us for an open and honest discussion. Let's get into it. Uh, Jace. DK. How are you, mate? I'm great, mate. How are you? I'm okay. But Jace, today we're going to talk about the subject of divorce. Now, this is something that you went through a number of years ago. You've since moved on and today you're in a a pretty good place, but it can't have been easy. Personally, I grew up in a broken home and it dramatically affected me and my brother. Yet, since becoming a father myself, I now understand that my view of my parents probably was incorrect, mate. Um, I thought they knew everything, that they had the answers and I just couldn't understand how they couldn't just talk about it and work it out. Because I think as a child, you think the world is this beautiful place that it's just your playground where everyone gets along and has fun. But as you grow up, you realize that everyone's just trying their best to be happy and live the life that they want to live. And sometimes that life doesn't involve the person that once meant so much to you. Jace, tell us what it's like to go through a divorce. Let's start with when you first met, mate. Yeah, mate. Uh, I met my ex-wife 2003 and uh, we got married probably about five years later in 2008. Mm -hmm. So, you know, five years in between, pretty normal, I think. Yeah, I think so. Maybe long for these days. Oh, I would say so. Romantic proposal, I'd imagine, from you, Jess? Uh, Thailand on a beach and then... uh, Got the old gastro. Oh, no. Well, I sort of had it during, but I said, oh, it's the last day. I've got to get it done. And then all the way home on the plane, throwing up in uh, no way. the bags. Filled filled up a couple. But fair, yeah. So fair to say it was maybe, just doomed from yeah, the beginning. Maybe that was a sign. <laughs> so you married in 2008. Yeah. And then did you, you moved to Sydney then, did you? No, that was a bit later. That was for work okay. uh, just in 2009. So we had Jackson in Sydney. So I moved there for work. Yeah. Uh, had Jackson in Sydney in 2009. And, and then, was he planned? Did plan to have Jackson? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. planned. Yeah. And then because he was a bit of a tough sleeper, well, he didn't sleep at all and he had all these gut issues and allergies and so forth, we moved back probably about three or four months after he was born just to get some more support. Yeah. And that was support from your family and her family? More her family. My family wasn't close to my dad. Mm-hmm. And then I think my mum lived in the country as well at that stage. So she couldn't really help out too much. Yeah. 
All right. And did you think that that had an impact on your relationship, Jackson's lack of sleep? Uh, Well, look, I think 100% it did. Like, I think if there's any cracks and then you bring in a child or any sort of stress, especially a child that doesn't sleep, that is really going to open up those cracks. Yeah. And, you know, not sleeping at all, basically, through through a night or anything like that for a year and a half and then having to go to work where you're in a performance sort of role where you've got targets to hit every day. It's pretty hard. And then you come home and you know what you're coming home to. And, yeah, it brings stress to both of us and then like i said those cracks just open up don't they yeah and Mm. what do you feel you did pretty poorly during that time i think probably communication Mm-hmm. I probably worked too much. Yeah, I probably could have been more supportive in regards to that role. I was still up every night. I know that, but I would also my role involved travel, mm. which every uh, every week I'd be interstate for three days. So normally Tuesday to Thursday, something like that. Not every week, but most of the weeks. And then you know I still was in that role where I had to go and do social things, yeah. which is part of the culture back then. Yeah, so that would involve you know going out for sales celebrations you hit you hit your budget that means friday night we're going out for drinks and so forth and then monthly meetings which involves drinking after that was the culture back then yeah. in the industry that i was working in yeah and did that start to open up those cracks further so was there a bit of resentment you feel that you were still working your life was still carrying on and you know you, your partner she was at home with a baby yeah i i think it did like i think both of us weren't giving each other what we needed i was yeah focusing on work and providing and probably did that too much and that was what I felt like I needed to do. Whether I was, I don't know, dodging a bullet by yeah. not having to have those rough nights all the time, I'm, I'm not sure. I can't remember, to be honest. Yeah. Do you feel that sometimes it was easier working than it was being at home, so you oh, chose to work a bit more? 100%. Yeah. Like, you know, you go away, you be in a hotel, and uh, yeah. you're going to so, get eight hours sleep. Yeah. So what happened? How, how, do you, how does um, a divorce happen? Oh, so, look. A, separa- a separation first. Separation yeah. first. Obviously, yeah. so what you, for people who don't know, you, you need to be separated for a year, so you need to live somewhere else for a year around a year yeah it doesn't it's not a legal process or anything but you just need something to show that okay we've been apart for a year and then you can physically legally get divorced but it, it, it is a process that you need to wait to make sure obviously which is fair enough yeah no i think we I th- we went through counseling and so forth but i think it was done by then we both sort of knew there were various times where you know she would move she would move in with her parents and then we go back together and it just went around in circles for no benefit of anyone so i think eventually like i think we've all been there haven't we we've all been in a relationship too long that we uh, should have probably quit a little bit early and that was the case of that one did it make it different because you had jackson at the time did you try to hang in there for a bit longer like you you said there was a cycle where she'd move out and yeah do you, do you reckon that you put in some extra efforts whereas yeah, if there was no yeah. child there was no marriage you would have just gone that nah, this is done. yeah i think um i think it's the, the child having a kid obviously keeps you there a little bit longer yeah keeps the process going you know you might go to that extra counseling session you might have those extra conversations you might stay an extra six months i'm not sure it'll be the same if you weren't married right if i don't know i split up right now you'd want to try more because you've got kids and it's a very natural thing and you hear about a lot where people just stay together for the kids but deep down your kids are going to like I don't know, watch your relationship and then mirror them later on. So if they see a shit relationship, that's what they're going to know. So it's it's the same. My parents got divorced, so I've seen it. And I don't know, I, I just really focus on breaking the chain. So it mm. doesn't happen with mine. Yeah, so you mentioned that breaking of the chain and you mentioned that your parents were divorced. Yeah. Did you really want to be with one partner for your whole life and have kids? Was um, that a, a clear goal for you? I, I think it. I think so. That's what everyone supposedly wants and should have, right? Mm. Based off society's norms. I mean, you know, why would I be any different? And I remember wanting that stuff and we work really hard and 
we did really well at work. We won lots of awards. We were earning good money. We were buying houses. We were doing all that shit. But I think that's probably in the end all we had. So what happened? Did you just sit down one day and just said, I'm yeah. unhappy, you're unhappy, let's split up? Oh, look, things happen, both of us. And then, yeah, it sort of escalated and then it involved, you know, her moving back with her parents. And then that probably went on for probably six to 12 months, obviously that separation period. And before that, and then previous to that, my mum passed away, which was probably about 10 months before we separated so i don't know if that that might have had obviously an effect on it maybe i just shut down a bit when you say shut down you mean just stop communicating or yeah i i I do remember like during that phase i sort of said no it's all good everything's okay Mm. so i didn't get a lot of support in that arena so that's probably my own fault by saying no it's all good if you had your time again what would have you done differently like with when your mother passed away sorry how would have you coped with that i would have talked to more people yeah. I think the biggest thing for me was I had my sister there, my auntie there as well, and they were obviously very upset and all that. So I felt like I needed to be the strong person when it, you know, it came down to making decisions in regards to like you know life support and all the different things that you need to do after someone does pass away as well. So I sort of took that all on all on board, and you know they were obviously very distraught for quite a long time. So I just felt like I needed to be the stronger person. So you put a facade on and you just say, no, it's all good, it's all good. And I think I sort of lost probably two or three years of my life by not dealing with anything, Yeah, including w- that. When you say you lost those years, what, what were you doing? Were you just walking around like a zombie or were you drinking? Uh, yeah, were well, you- a, a bit of all of that. Yeah. A bit of a zombie, drinking, going out a lot, just anything that would be a distraction. Yeah, Anything that would, uh, I suppose, stop me from feeling lonely like a failure those sort of things which you know comes along with natural sort of thing of you know something not working out like divorce it is yeah a highly pressured sort of like was it shame yeah like you know saying that you're a divorce is especially back then like i didn't have really a lot of friends that were married Mm. a lot of my friends were younger and this is however many years ago it's 10 years i think Mm. 10 years this year wow bang yeah so like i didn't have a lot of friends so they don't even understand marriage let alone all of a sudden someone's divorced so mm. it was very different whereas i think now it's a hell of a lot i've got oh, a definitely. shit ton of friends that are yeah. married and also unfortunately divorced yeah. and how did you go about telling people back then because this would have been you know around social media was still yeah up and going did you just put a post up saying i'm divorced yeah yeah just stop on yeah. the market come yeah. and get me <laughs> no I, look i honestly don't remember i think it, they just would have been conversations with people that needed to know around separation because you don't really need to announce that you're physically divorced i know some people so, like to have a divorce, divorce party, party yeah and just go out but no that wasn't me yeah. it was more around the separation when someone moves out i remember uh, i was away for work and i came home and uh i knew you know that she was moving out and she was taking half the stuff or some of the stuff and you walk back into this like three-bedroom house your kid's not there one of the couches isn't there and you just got a tv and like this three-seater dining table wasn't there one bed's there the house is just you know empty and yeah you, the biggest have, thing is the obviously yeah. my kid not being there that must have been pretty tough on you like yeah especially you know your mum passing a year yeah, yeah. earlier and then to come to this like is that rock bottom is that is that as low as you reckon you've ever been uh, probably not i think more the outcome of what comes after that is probably mm. when you get rock bottom like that feels bad but then when you really don't deal with it that's when but rock bottom comes so hitting the piss and gaining a bit of weight the stress all mm. that sort of stuff dealing with lawyers and dealing with child custody and dealing with 
tell us about that process so mm. how does it go do you just like lose half of everything just split it down the middle and then yeah the custody as well yeah in regards to like you have to come up with an agreement obviously so you try and avoid as much legal interference as possible so if you've got a kid it's got to go through the children's court so you get a lawyer we had an agreement so that's fine it just needed to be agreed to by both of us there was no arguing or fighting about it yeah um in regards to financial yeah you split houses but if you're the main income earner they can the other person can hit that up in regards to like superannuation yeah in regards to expectation of paying things so like if you've got you know investment properties you might still have to pay them you might have to pay i think it's partner support so you know obviously if you're if you're working and your wife is at home and she's not working and then all of a sudden that breaks down you might still have to pay her an allowance as well as child support so there is a lot that goes through that and i think the hardest thing to go through is just you've worked so hard for these things and now they're just basically they just dissolve overnight so you know selling a property and not making any money losing money on a property yeah like over and over again and then i think uh you know things like your super yeah it's just yeah I, i get it i totally get it in regards to you know you're a team and they're looking after the baby and that's that's their job and so but yeah it's rough yeah you mentioned your health declined a fair bit talk to us about that like yeah yeah, what happened i think not dealing with things obviously you don't sleep yeah so a little bit of insomnia you know i went probably into a bit of a deep dark place depression but i think all of that stems from the behavior and just not dealing with it so just wouldn't sleep always craving you know something so whether it's attention or something just to distract me whether it's alcohol or going out that was the biggest thing and that that just led to a slow decline in everything whether it's physically your mental health and it all comes back to just not actually getting to the bottom of it yeah do you reckon you moved on too fast mate yeah i remember i don't know how long it was i i can't remember it was a while ago but yeah probably mm. i think again it was just a distraction it makes you feel good doesn't it like yeah i don't know getting a bit of attention from someone so i think that lasted way too long for me i, I probably did it for a few years yeah looking for the wrong thing just looking for something to give me that temporary fix yeah until probably close to eight years eight years yeah took you eight years well i think i think it was up and down right yeah. you'd have good spots bad spots good spots bad spots you think you'd be in a good place but then you realize this isn't the right thing you're yeah. in the wrong relationship you're choosing the wrong people not by them their fault or anything like that but you're just behaving the wrong way and mm. i did that for too long and like i said the only uh, cure for me was to give up alcohol and it was only for 90 days but I think that's when I was at rock bottom that I knew if I honestly don't change something, I'm just going to live like this for the rest of my life and I'll probably end up dead, to be honest. Yeah, okay. And being in the fitness industry as well, like were you doing any sort of training or were you just rocking up and coaching people and just ticking boxes? No, I was training, but, you know, it was half-assed. And again, I'll go through phases, right, it's coming up to summer or, you know, obviously single, you fire up a little bit more and, yeah. yeah eat better but they're all extremes they're all extremes they were like training at ridiculous times and in the morning and night and doing weird challenges and all those different things to get a quick result but it wasn't something sustainable and then i'd go off track something will happen in my life you know you break up with someone and then i don't know you eat more you drink more you go out more and that just spiraled you sleep less you turn up to work shit so yeah the biggest thing is uh like i said you need to uh get to the bottom of it and deal with deal with it properly yeah tell us about jackson so your relationship with him now it's a it's a work in progress yeah he's uh coming up to 14 next month and he was obviously around two or three yeah. when this happened and because she lived with her parents which is 
a fair probably you know 40 45 minutes away it was really hard to see um, him all the time and you know there were other relationships she got into with other people that were pretty toxic that didn't help the situation and also you know for her either so she would admit that herself and that didn't help my relationship with Jackson so we're probably in a really good place at the moment um, I think the hardest thing for me is when people ask you know oh does he stay over or does he how often do you see him do you have him 50 50 and I don't mm. and I think that's probably I'm not saying it's rare but it's just different yeah. and um, every everyone's situation is different and it's probably the, hard, <coughs> the hardest thing I've had to deal with is not being a consistent father figure in his life whereas he's got my ex's dad as that father figure at the moment yeah and yeah that's probably the thing that really grinds me every day look I've just learned to sit back and be positive and you know I'll get feedback about someone will say oh why don't you just tell him he has to stay over tonight but you know when once they get to an age of even like two or three they can make these decisions and you can just push them away and I, I tried that and it didn't work and yeah it's a it's a weird situation and it's finally starting to improve I don't know why but it has I think it's just that I've always just been consistent positive when I do see him it's positive and it's a pretty hard thing to do mm. day in day out I think you're handling it as well as you possibly can like mm. um, I know when Claire came on the podcast she talked about the time that you have with Jack with Jackson as sacred time and she doesn't want to get involved yeah. with, with that as much as she'd love to she realizes how important that time is to you and I know how important that time is to you mate and is it just a matter of just trying to get as much of that time as you can and just make it quality is that is that how you go about it yeah I think so it's about asking positive you know open questions to him all the time being supportive giving him options to do different stuff and i think the biggest thing with he he respects me when we do something new or i show him something new so i've just got to keep trying to do that the whole time and hang out with him and not have any expectations mm. and you know we've had meetings with the school around his attendance and that and the same thing there's no point me coming in as a bad cop all the time mm. i will force a meeting with the school but i won't like force something on him like that i'll just support him and try and find a way that we can get around this or make it easier for him mm. but we'll always deal with something on the spot mm-hmm. is there anything you wish you did differently over the last 10 years with in regards to jackson i think i think the biggest thing is just like when when he was younger to be more present like we've talked about so many times on this is like you know the phone can piss off and Mm. you're just actually physically present for them I think that that's the biggest thing and fortunately I get a second chance um, with Jackson and obviously with Ivy I can have a different influence on her life and learn from that I suppose chapter of my life Mm. now we've talked about yeah you've hit rock bottom when you hit rock bottom the good thing is there's only one way up Jace pretty much and you are in an incredible place at the moment with uh, your new partner Claire Mm. your new daughter Ivy tell us how you got there I think like I said, the the rock bottom did occur and I think the only thing that changed it was confronting it. And, you know, I'm sort of someone that is slightly extreme in regards to things, but the biggest thing was honestly just giving up alcohol for 90 days and not being able to, I suppose, mask all those emotions and not be able to distract yourself by going out on a Friday night, getting pissed, and then Saturday or Sunday night, Sunday morning, you're, you're hungover and then that day's right off and then you go back to work and you just, that cycle just continues for so long. And then that cycle turns into a year and two years and three years. And that's what happened for me. And I think, I'm glad I just got to that position where I was really rock bottom. Like, mm. 
if it, wa- if it wasn't this, uh, I don't know what mm. it would have been, to be honest. So alcohol was not going to be the issue for everyone. I wasn't an alcoholic or anything. It was just that binge drinking on the weekend. That was my distraction and, you know, relationships were my distraction. And once I removed the alcohol that seemed to be the catalyst, I stopped behaving like that in relationships, behaving like that by dealing with things, by getting pissed. And it's uh, it's picked up from there. Yeah. How are you going to make sure that it doesn't happen again mate does does that worry you no not at all i don't my relationship with alcohol is totally different i still drink i haven't um had a massive binge session or anything like i got pissed at our birthday party our 10-year birthday party last year and that but it's nothing i was like i woke up dodgy and i'm like there's no way i'm doing this again for a while Mm. like i just don't want to do it like i don't enjoy the feeling it you know obviously it comes back to those memories of how you felt before Mm. like why would i do this there's too much on my plate I want to do so many more things and you just restricted. I had nothing else but work, go out, get pissed. Now I've got work, I've got other projects that I'm working on, I've got Ivy, I've got my relationship, I've got running. Mm. Like, why would I want to give them up for what? Yeah, exactly. Like, And, you know, you get asked, say, oh, why don't you drink, why don't you drink? I do, but I don't want to ruin my whole week or ruin my running or ruin my afternoon with Ivy just to get pissed. Yeah. So it's zero interest it's weird last question for you mate and it's going to be a pretty tough you've come from a broken home you've had a divorce yourself if there's someone unhappy in a relationship what would be your advice to them stay in that relationship or leave that relationship well it's so subjective isn't it it is like depends on the situation i think deep down you know which one if you keep trying and nothing changes, like the person doesn't change or you don't change, there's got to be some sort of timeline, doesn't there? You can't just keep going about it. So someone's got to make the decision and, you know, I think there's no point staying in a relationship, even if you've got kids, just for the benefit of the kids because, like I said, the uh, kids are going to mirror what how you behave mm. no matter what. So if you're, let's say you're separated but you still live together, it's, it's going to be hard. Yeah. And I remember my parents, I think they were together for a while after they separated, but you just knew yeah and you know i don't know if that affected my the way i reacted and acted as an adult but i don't know Mm. it's a hard one isn't it like i think you've got to give it everything that you can you've got to go and get counseling you've got to try everything you can but then there's got to be a timeline there's got to be right enough's enough this isn't working yeah i don't love you anymore or we're going on different paths because i think like when you think about life you think about when you were 20 how much of a different person you are now Mm. you know in your mid-30s like people can change and if you change and the other person changes in another direction you've got different interests hobbies values yeah like why why would you stay together yeah it's a really good do you know what i mean like why because you're just going to be miserable Mm. all right and i think that point that yeah that you made that kids mirror what they see is so true like Mm. if they see you unhappy does that mean that they're going to continue just to do something that makes them unhappy in in their life and thing i mentioned at the start that you know i came from a broken home and and it affected me because i couldn't work out why they couldn't just work it out yeah but now that i'm older i realize well they were just different people like yeah. and it was better that they weren't together and we all have a right to be happy mm. and if that happiness involves you leaving a relationship that is toxic then i think it's probably for the best yeah, I think there's so many people, me included, after it happens, you're like, bloody hell, why didn't I do this earlier? Mm, yeah. And it's it's hard because you don't know until that happens. Yeah. So it's really hard to say, you know, looking back at it, but for a lot of people, I hear the same thing. It's like, what was I doing? Yeah. And I think 
as long as you've tried as much as you can. Yeah. And you know it's not going to happen, and especially if it's two of you think the same thing. Yeah. It's time to move on. It is. Mm. Mate, thank you so much for your vulnerability and talking about this, Jace. I know it's been really hard for you, but I think everyone's getting so much out of it. It's a bit of a, a downer sort of subject this week, but it I is. think it, it's one of those things that I think people can get a hell of a lot out of. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, if anything, it's like, be open and talk to people about it. Don't just shut down. I think that's a pretty natural thing for for men to do is not talk about things. But each day, week, month, year that you're not doing something about it, you're just sort of like not wasting your life, but you're not doing as much as you can. So it's time to like tear out that uh, chapter and go bang, move on. Exactly right, mate. Jace, thanks so much for opening up to us. Thanks, DK. See you next week. Thanks for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and feel free to share any of our podcasts that you feel resonate with you and might benefit someone else. Just a quick one, only 36.2% of the people that listen to our podcast are subscribing at the moment. So please hit up the subscribe button on either Apple or Spotify and give us a shout out. Thank you.